chapter twenty of the golden bough by george gibbs this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva escape roland slept lightly and was awakened by a sound overhead a scuffling upon the tiles of the roof herr markoff already stood upright by the window listening roland started wide awake at once but a gesture from his host halted him under the couch he whispered the covers will hide you and roland obeyed quickly aware that the sound of shots would soon have the hornets about their ears whoever was upon the roof was slowly sliding down to the window soldiers they had followed the wounded zoya even the rain he heard herr markoff's voice out of the window what the devil do you do up there another voice replied and then questioned for he heard markoff's reply in here what should any one do in here the other voice came nearer at the window opening itself a young voice sharp peremptory what is this house a lodging house herr lieutenant you see of the poorer class who keeps it frau nisko herr lieutenant it is number sixteen no one entered by this window last night last night by this window in excellent bewilderment no herr lieutenant that would have been impossible besides you may see for yourself who would wish to enter here someone may have passed through while you slept i was awake all night with my wife yonder who is very ill of tuberculosis ah then you are certain positive but if the herr lieutenant will enter roland wondered at herr markoff's temerity also wondered what he would do if the herr lieutenant accepted the invitation but fortunately the ingenuousness of herr markoff had stopped the gap the young officer withdrew and presently they heard his boots scrambling up the tiles overhead <laughs> said markoff wiping the sweat from his brow as roland peeped out that was a close shave herr roland he would have entered if i had not invited him to human nature is the great paradox it always desires that which is denied it and scorns that which is proffered had the herr lieutenant been older the thing would have been difficult roland crawled out from his place of concealment and examined his host with a new interest a new respect an attic philosopher he grasped herr markoff by the hand a friend indeed he murmured and what would you have done if he had come in herr markoff shrugged i do not know waited perhaps he might have gone again he glanced at madame rochal and set his jaws my hands are very strong herr roland besides i have pledged you my word it is a fearful danger into which i have brought you i have welcomed it you need not worry but if they come again i think they will be satisfied with this but it will not do to stay here too long we will see at present since you are awake i will go down and make some inquiries the sun had been up many hours a brilliant summer day of blue and gold roland cautiously brought his head up to the level of the window-sill looking out but the houses upon the opposite side of the street were small 
and this window was in no danger of observation so he straightened and went over to zoya for the sound of voices had awakened her and she had turned on her bed he felt her pulse and at the light touch of his fingers she turned her head and opened her eyes ah philippe she sighed gently you are feeling better he asked cheerfully i-i am not sure she murmured i ache how i ache from head to foot oh she tried to move her bandaged shoulder and gasped i remember him you are quite safe he said reassuringly in the hands of friends safe no not safe philippe she muttered not safe while he is alive who von stromberg she started up feverishly he fell but as i went out of the window i-i saw him rise it-it is impossible to escape him her voice gained strength and roland soothed her gently you must be quiet zoya they have been here over the roofs but they went away again they won't come back but he-he is-is the devil incarnate her eyes stared at the wall above her as at a spectre of their enemy the terror of last night had come over her again quite so i agree with you but i'm no longer alarmed why should you be a swallow of water and then sleep again zoya you're going to be all right i was shot through the armpit nothing serious a few days and whose room is this she asked suddenly looking round at the bare walls and shabby furniture a friend's a samaritan zoya he has nursed you while i slept a stranger oh she gave a little shrug and turned her face toward the wall he poured out a glass of water and brought it to her she drank it eagerly and then sank back with a sigh a devil incarnate she repeated and the money she asked suddenly here he laughed like a millstone around my neck you have it still here well rather but i wish it were in jericho you are a man mon fili she had thrown her sound arm impulsively over his but at a sudden sharp memory she withdrew it and turned her head toward the wall there was a moment of silence and then he heard her voice hard expressionless i wanted to to vote as you wished but but i betrayed you his eyes were burning me his words scorching my my very soul and then almost in a whisper you heard what he said what does it matter now he asked softly he scourged me she whispered again stripped me bare for those animals to look at if he had killed me if the shot had been a few inches lower but it isn't said roland cheerfully buck up zoya the worst is yet to come i hope the old pelican was dead but we'll outwit him some way she turned smiled feebly and gave him her hand again you forgive me she asked forgive what for the thing was hopeless from the beginning i was a fool to try to start anything 
but it made me sore to see the old rooster walk off with this money under my very eyes and he hasn't got it yet he finished boyishly what are you going to do roland rose and put the glass on the washstand i'm going to get out of here if you don't stop talking at once or tell your nurse my nurse the johnny whose bed you're lying on he'll make you keep quiet what will he do give you more dope for one thing a knock upon the door and tanya clad in a gray dressing-gown much too large for her entered and came quietly forward her glance met roland's as she gave him her hand she looked a little tired but smiled as she knelt beside the bed and took one of zoya's hands in both of hers you are better madame she inquired i think so you are very good the tones were listless indifferent we are safe for the present said tanya the soldiers at the front of the house have been withdrawn who told you this asked roland quickly frau nisko she answered all their questions satisfactorily zoya rochal stirred uneasily nevertheless she said hopelessly they will find us don't lose courage he never fails i know who asked tanya von stromberg she muttered he sees everything knows everything you can't escape roland shrugged we're at least willing to try and now you must sleep again zoya herr markoff he paused for zoya started at the sound of the name and just then the door opened and zoya's gaze turned toward it quickly he saw her eyes look then stare closing perplexedly she is awake herr markoff asked at the sound of his voice zoya moved upon her pillow and opened her eyes again but their strange host had come forward and laid his hand quietly over hers it is i mariana matthias markoff the good god has sent you to me matthias she gasped still looking at him he bowed his head gravely and raised her hand to his lips but at the contact she closed her eyes and lay back breathing deeply tanya had taken roland by the hand and led him out of the room into her own his moment she whispered let him have it with her alone there was much to say and in a few words tanya told him what frau nisko had learned about the disastrous results of the riot in the hall there had been shooting six men and a woman had been killed and many wounded and burned in the hall and on the stairs four soldiers were dead amongst them an officer there had been fighting in the streets but the soldiers where they could had permitted many to escape order had not been restored until the early hours of the morning when fresh companies of troops had arrived and were now patrolling the neighborhood and von stromberg no one knows he has not been seen hochwald he either zenf liedermann fenner weiss were taken away bentz i don't know he may have escaped roland paced the floor thoughtfully we can't stay here tanya he said at last i know it means prison or worse for herr markoff and frau nisko we've got to do something but madame rochal he frowned i'm thinking of her she voted as von stromberg wished at what a cost 
she hid her face in her hands a moment it is horrible to see a soul stripped bare poor zoya he was silent a moment thinking deeply we must do what is best for the greatest number if you and i are taken with the money your work in germany is finished forever don't you see our power our influence are gone we must get this money out some way if hochwald has escaped he is probably already on his way to switzerland the dossier the papers you have i had forgotten they must go too she thought a moment and then raised her head joyously and laid her hand in his whatever you say mon philippe she said bravely he took her in his arms and kissed her but she drew away from him quietly the plan she questioned he frowned and smiled in the same moment it requires another herr markoff but it is a brave plan he laughed a wonderful plan you shall see why can't you tell because without herr markoff it fails he may refuse i don't understand a woman's curiosity he laughed trust me and wait at this moment there was a quiet knock upon the door and frau nisko entered with tanya's dry clothing roland was introduced and seized the woman warmly by the hand but when he tried to thank her she demurred i was born free herr roland i would rather die than believe i shall not be free again but we can't endanger you longer to-night we must go they suspect nothing yet but matthias markoff is no fool he will think of something you do not know herr markoff she finished quietly we know only that he is risking his safety and yours for strangers it is not the first time he sets no value on his life she shrugged nor i on mine it's a pilgrimage soon over his life has not been a happy one a man of wealth of family position reduced through misfortune suffering and ill-health to take to the roads with a music-box herr gott and yet he pays his way always the same with the courage of a man and the heart of a child patience forgiveness gentleness that is matthias markoff but why has he chosen this strange vocation asked roland frau nisko shrugged her plump shoulders again he says it is because of his health because he cannot stay indoors but i know she paused while with intense interest they waited for her to go on it is not my secret but you are his friends his wife deserted him ran away with another a beautiful woman faithless he searches for her from one end of europe to the other roland and tanya exchanged a quick glance of comprehension roland stepped forward and laid a hand on frau nisko's arm his search is ended frau nisko he said gently and then with a gesture toward the door of matthias markoff he has found her she is there the woman gazed at him uncomprehendingly frau markoff she whispered madame rochal you are sure we left them there alone frau nisko peered out at the eloquent panels of the closed door and they heard the deep rumble of herr markoff's voice and zoya's in a low tone answering him 
there could be no doubt about it herr markoff's pilgrimage was ended and zoya's roland's lips set in a thin line and his glance and tanya's met in silent communion in a moment there was a commotion below and the lodger came up the stairs in some excitement frau nisko went out to meet him there was a soldier at the door who wished to ask frau nisko a few more questions very well she said coolly tell him that i will come down at once and the lodger departed she signalled them to follow and silently they re-entered the room of herr markoff he was sitting beside zoya's bed her hand in both of his and started to his feet as they entered soldiers again herr markoff they may mean to search the house herr roland and the fraulein must go in your closet there is a narrow opening under the eaves at the further end where two boards have been displaced enter and i will hang some clothing before it we must take the chance we will leave the door open roland and tanya obeyed quickly taking the black bag frau nisko thrusting tanya's clothing after them and hiding all traces of their presence this was the test that roland had been expecting and frau nisko had met it with a calmness that argued for success so roland and tanya crawled through the aperture and crouched upon the naked beams of the house in the darkness listening for the footsteps of the searchers what shall you do if they find us whispered tanya her hand in roland's nothing he said the game is up i could shoot one man two perhaps but not the entire landwehr we won't think of that though it's devilishly black in here but fearfully cosy he drew her into his arms and silently they listened to the tramp of heavy boots upon the stair and the sound of gruff voices a woman ill you say very ill of long trouble and in a high fever my wife herr lieutenant i hope you will not find it necessary to disturb her for long this in markoff's voice somewhat tremulous in the depth of its appeal who are you my name is markoff i was refused for service on account of permanent illness my papers are here Good. a silence in which the officer examined them then the steps of the officer to and fro in the room this trunk contains merely some books herr lieutenant the closet the officer's steps sounded again nearer them merely some old clothes herr lieutenant said markoff's voice will you enter a terrible moment of suspense but at last the footsteps turned and moved away and this other room here asked the voice and frau nisko replied coolly my daughters she works in the kraus locomotive fabrique ah so and these other rooms no one search herr lieutenant and presently they heard the heavy steps go thumping down the stairs roland drew a long breath it seemed that he had been holding it for hours the visit was a warning to them all roland and tanya crawled out of their hole in the wall somewhat pallid and covered with dust but determined that an effort of some sort to escape must be made at once herr markoff agreed with them and a council was held roland who had been doing some serious thinking at once startled them by revealing what was in his mind 
if herr markoff will sell his donkey and piano organ he said i will give him ten thousand marks for them zoya rochal turned on her pillow and looked at him curiously while frau nisko threw up her hands and repeated the fabulous sum but herr markoff had straightened so you had thought of that too herr roland there is nothing else shrugged roland helplessly whatever happens i must get this money through to switzerland and in the machine there is perhaps room yes yes there is room said markoff thoughtfully we could make room my poor instrument of torture and frau umberto you do not wish to part with them it is not that but i would not sell them herr roland what i give i give in the fullness of my heart i can't ask more of you perhaps it will be but a loan wait said markoff his hand to his brow i am thinking they watched in a moment of silence when herr markoff rose and took a pace or two toward the window yes yes it could be done it shall be done my poor machine we shall disembowel it take out all its poor noisy entrails it can be done in a short while and the fräulein shall sit inside and travel in state to the swiss border a stroke of genius cried roland excitedly i hadn't thought of that and the money a soft cushion of banknotes to sit upon ten thousand marks a hundred thousand if you will but do it matthias markoff looked at him reproachfully herr roland does not understand he said gently it is not my poverty but my heart that consents roland bowed his head and caught markoff by the hand forgive me my friend he muttered markoff waved his apologies aside it shall be done the fräulein shall go and zoya gave a hard little laugh what becomes of me she asked markoff rubbed his chin thoughtfully the question it seemed for the moment had stricken him dumb it will be some day zoya said roland quickly before you can be moved in the meanwhile you will leave me here at the mercy of baron von stromberg she asked querulously frau nisko looked pained but spoke up bravely they have done what they could you were not recognized but if he should come she shuddered the chances are one in a hundred but that one chance it is the one he never neglects another silence in which zoya relaxed again upon her pillow groaning markoff crossed to the side of the bed and bent over her what is it that you wish maria he paused in a significant confusion and then finished painfully calling her by the name they knew what can we do madame rochal she straightened again and sat up in bed her eyes flashing feverishly who is to stay here with me she asked am i to be deserted flaunted cast aside into the gutter of my enemy to step upon am i no longer of any value any account in your reckonings she laughed hysterically go she whispered go i don't care mariana madame whispered markoff soothingly there is no danger no one can harm you 
did you not vote as von stromberg wished he can have nothing against you what can he do in less than a week i will return you muttered frau nisko zoya slowly raised herself on one elbow while tanya looked at roland uncomprehendingly the nature of the sacrifice markoff was making slowly dawning on her who else said markoff quietly it would be suicide for herr roland i have my papers it is simplicity itself in four days i shall be at lindenhof it is a mile from lindau on the bodensee lake constance the fraulein and the money shall cross into switzerland and from there at night in a boat it is a village i know well it can be arranged then i shall return by train to munich tanya had said nothing and her lips were tightly compressed with a meaning that roland had learned to understand and you philippe she asked quietly what i have done once before he murmured soberly shall be accomplished again his look silenced the protest that was rising to her lips she only clasped her hands nervously a moment but said nothing and you will stay here mon ami for a few days until i am better questioned zoya eagerly there is nothing else he said with a shrug pain clutched at the hearts of at least three persons in that room but matthias markoff suffered the most roland could see it in the lines of his eyes which suddenly made him seem quite old again the years that had parted markoff and the woman who bore his name had only served to widen the breach between them a breach that all the love and tenderness in the world from such a man as he could never hope to fill even on her bed of pain zoya remained the mondaine while matthias markoff to her at least was only the hurdy-gurdy man she had repudiated him had forbidden him to use her name it was piteous but herr markoff shrugged his lean shoulders and managed a smile for roland and tanya in which they both read a new meaning of abnegation and sacrifice zoya had sunk back upon her pillow so herr markoff gave her another opiate and presently she slept then while frau nisko went downstairs to reassure herself that all was well below roland and tanya listened to markoff's itinerary between munich and lindau frau umberto could travel thirty miles a day if he had to it was nothing if the fraulein would not get tired within the instrument of torture landsberg to-morrow night memmingen the night after then weingarten and lindenhof four days at the most he markoff had been over the road often and knew it well at lindenhof he had a great friend a fisherman and a vine-grower named graz who lived with his poverty like a prince in the ruined schloss of kempelstein there they would go and there take boat from the very walls of the schloss to switzerland and freedom in the meanwhile they must decide upon a simple code of numerals and letters for the telegraph to be sent to weingarten in case of important information or warning when that was arranged markoff went downstairs to find a screwdriver wrench and hammer 
to disembowel the dear machine of torture they followed him out of the room with their glances and then with one accord gazed at the sleeping woman she lay breathing deeply one graceful arm under her head and her lips were smiling tanya's mood toward her had changed you saw she asked in a whisper she repudiated him she is not worth waiting for and then impulsively she threw her arms around roland's neck whispering tensely come philippe to-night with me he should stay here it is his place roland kissed her gently it would not be safe dear you must get through to switzerland with the money don't make things too hard for me ah philippe she whispered i am nothing without you his papers a disguise but roland shook his head it is dangerous we should both be lost and that which i came to save in this way you at least shall get through surely but you we have found life together i am frightened for you don't worry i'll pull through some way come philippe she whispered again life or death together he held her close in his arms aware that the moment of her weakness should be his for strength and soothed her gently this way means life for both of us success i am not afraid i will follow soon would you have me less noble than he he asked she was silent and after a while she raised her head and he saw that the moment of her uncertainty had passed i will go she murmured and he kissed away the moisture that had gathered at her eyes before it fell princess tatiana he laughed if you will only wave your wand no evil can come to me and so it was that that evening just after dark a very tall man and a very small donkey hauling a hurdy-gurdy passed southward along the Sommerstrasse and were soon lost in the darkness of the night end of chapter twenty